on uh, Radio Veritas 576M. And uh, so... It's uh, time for us to chat to Father Russell Pollitt, uh, just to get Catholic comment. Father. Good morning, Kanya. And how are you this morning? I'm very well, and yourself? Fine, thank you. You you don't feel like writing a letter to anybody this week, right? Uh, no. Should I be thinking of writing letters? Well, uh, if, if you think of writing to the Pope, he might actually reply. <laughs> he, he's, he's a Pope yes, well. of... He's a Pope of surprises. <laughs> yes, indeed. And uh, it's, it's fascinating how he, um, you know, kind of uh, just always surprises us by doing these things. That personal touch, I think, is the key thing to this Pope, you know. Yes. That he's not somebody who's inaccessible, far away, but rather somebody who's very accessible and, and really likes contact with ordinary people. And in fact, for those who are really used to him, uh, Pope Francis, watching him in action, seeing him do his thing, uh, what happened on Sunday when he issued this public reply to Cardinal Robert Sara uh, over his interpretation of uh, the Pope's recent document, uh, Manum Principium, uh, and whether it means uh, a loss of control by the Vatican over liturgical translation? Uh, in fact, the Pope Francis insists that actually it does. So this might have come as a surprise that he actually replied to him. Yeah, I mean, to start off with Kanye, it's interesting because if you think about it, um, in many ways, what happened is the Pope has not really replied formally to, uh, you will remember, first of all, the dubia that you issued to him, um, uh, what's about a year ago now, or maybe a little bit further, a lot longer, and um, he didn't... Um, you know, write a letter in response to that. And then a couple of weeks ago, we had the case of these uh, uh, 60 people, or 60-odd people who, who wrote that letter to the Pope, uh, claiming that he was a heretic, and uh, there's been no real response to that. And then all of a sudden, on Saturday, uh, you know, this letter is released uh, to, to Cardinal Sara, who is the prefect for uh, divine worship and discipline of the sacraments, and uh, the Pope uh, really seems to be uh, putting him straight. So what happened was, in September, the Pope uh, wrote a motu proprio, which is an edict kind of issued by the Pope personally, and he, he said that he gave local bishops' conferences the authority to, to recognize or approve the translations of liturgical texts uh, for the Roman Missal. And so in other words, it wouldn't be centralized, that Rome wouldn't be writing these texts and telling us what to say, but local bishops' conferences could decide. And you can imagine, uh, this opens the door for, for, for different uh, types of translations to be used mm-hmm. in different parts of the world. Then uh, Sarah wrote a letter basically saying that the Vatican does maintain control uh, of these translations, and uh, that they recognize them, and they confirm them, and that the words recognition and confirmation are interchangeable, and that this authority was given by the document Liturgicum Authenticum, which was the one that was issued by Pope Benedict in 2002, which changed the whole way the translations were done in the Church. Well, so Francis writes this letter to him, and Francis said to him, there's a clear difference between recognition and confirmation, and says that the two are not synonymous or interchangeable, and uh, that, uh, the, that the motu proprio uh, abrogated the practice adopted by the uh, congregation following the publication of the Tergium Authenticum. So really, the, the Pope's saying to Sarah, you've got it wrong. And, and this is exactly 
what I mean uh, by this, you see, so that local bishops can uh, have the responsibility now to translate uh, faithfully, as the Pope put it, the liturgical text from Latin into the language of their respective countries. Yes. Um, so it, it's very interesting that there's been this sort of seeming, uh, 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 you know, I mean, I mean, some people are calling it the public rebuke of Sarah. I think one of the problems uh, was that the original motor proprio on this in September wasn't as clear as it could have been. I mean, I, I, in places it was actually quite difficult to understand whether that was just the English translation that I was reading or whether the people who put it together had not really been clear uh, is a question that I, I, I mean, I, that's in my head. But it's uh, very interesting. So, I mean, uh, Pope Francis is basically saying, yes, uh, the, the, the power is indeed shifting from Rome to the bishops. Indeed. He, he, he absolutely is saying that. So in, 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 in the question of the translation of text for liturgy, the Pope is saying that local bishops' conferences can translate text and can decide on the translation and that they can, uh, 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 you know, confirm a translation which the Vatican will recognize if they're happy with it. So the Vatican can't impose a text on a local bishops' conference. So you can see that this opens um, all sorts of uh, potential, uh, uh, you know, the colloquial sort of uh, can of worms. Because you, for example, in English, different bishops' conferences may translate things slightly differently. Now, I don't think that's going to happen. But it is possible and does open up the space for bishops' conferences to say, this is the English translation we want, this is the one we're going to use. That Rome can no longer say, this is the translation you will use, but the local bishops' conference will, will be able to do that. Now, this is problematic on a number of levels. Um, you know, first of all, I think the positive side of it is Pope Francis is trying to implement very clearly the principle of subsidiarity, which, one the, which was one of the big principles that came out of the Second Vatican Council. He's a pope of the Second Vatican Council, where the council tried to decentralize power from Rome. What happened after the Vatican Council was certain popes in recent history have tried to re-centralize things in Rome. So this pope is trying to decentralize as the council asked for. But you have to have experts in bishops' conferences across the world to be able to do this well. You know, you, you, you know it doesn't just mean that, that, that people can translate you know, as they feel. I mean, they, they have to be able to understand this. The reason that it was centralized is, of course, you had expert translators in one place, which was Rome. Now, the Pope is saying, uh, you know, well, you know, local bishops' conferences can do this. Uh, so that's quite important to, 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 to recognize. You know, so it's just a case of doing this. The second thing is, of course, that um, the, the translations themselves, you know, uh, uh, you know they, they can kind of try and capture the essence of, of local... You know, American English, British English, South African English is all different. You know, there's nuances and things are different. So what it does do is it enables people to really hear the math in, 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 in a way where the nuances, et cetera, et cetera, could be more applicable to them. But what happens then is you, you have a situation where the question of unity becomes a, a, a big issue. My sense is that the bishops' conferences, the English-speaking conferences across the world are not really going to change much, for example. But things like Tosa, Zulu, Sutu, 
Botswana, all these will be open to change. And, of course, they are very uh, local languages. So you're not going to have people from other parts of the world having any say in it because they simply just don't have the competence. Mm. Well, I think uh, that's that for now. And uh, we watch this story and see where it, well, uh, I don't know if uh, Cardinal Sarah is going to respond or what's going to happen from here. Because uh, he might then be saying, actually, liturgy is in the end my department. <laughs> well, I mean, remember he's there, he's there per se at the grace of the Pope. And the Pope appoints these people. And the Pope, this Pope actually appointed him. What's fascinating to me as well is this is the third time now that Pope Francis has publicly corrected Sarah and given an alternative interpretation uh, to, 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 to instructions on, on, on liturgy. I mean, if you remember that the Pope corrected the Cardinal after he misrepresented the Pope's instruction on the washing of the feet on Holy Thursday three or four years ago, and then again uh, last year he corrected Sarah, who was advocating that a Mass should be celebrated with a priest facing liturgical east, which means that he's back to the people. So it would be very interesting to see what happens now. They they do seem to be a, a, a kind of, a, of a clashing quite a lot, the Sarah and the Pope. So uh, now coming to South Africa, the, the medium-term budget uh, policy statement. Uh, in fact, I see Ranjani Munusami says uh, at that moment that uh, it, it's a tight rope walker. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, you know, uh, to be honest with you, uh, um, you know, I, I really am sort of, uh, what's the word? Um, in many ways, uh, you know, it's, it was quite disappointing, to be honest. Um, I, there's not much to, to be said. I mean, it seems like Igaba transferred a whole lot to, to next year to the budget speech, which could be kind of a political move to wait and see what happens in, um, in, um, in December with the ANC's uh, electoral conference. But, you know, I mean, he seemed to kick everything into the future. Once again, we've seen this massive rescue bid for SAA. That is a huge liability for government in terms of state-owned enterprises. We're seeing the huge drain that ESCOM is having on, 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 on the government. Um, you know, these things are all very worrying. And, and for me, what was very interesting, Khania, was... Um, to watch how the rand just just dumped yesterday. I mean, it just fell. I mean, it was sitting at thirteen something, and it just it, it steadily from 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 sort of one o'clock just started to to, to to fall against the dollar. I see some economists are predicting it's going to get up to fifteen. It was sitting at fourteen something last night, fourteen thirty something the last time I saw it. So almost a you know one whole whole point it, it, it fell. Um, you know, this is not good news. And many people I know just in the in the press today and in the business times are saying things like uh, this 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 is for sure uh, you know going to lead to another downgrade uh, for the country's economy. So you know junk status uh, you know th- this is not a good place to be. The worrying thing is the very worrying thing is you know once again we say this over and over from a Catholic social teaching perspective you know the option for the poor. Uh, the common good is at stake here because we have got an unemployment rate of like 50% in this country. This contracting economy, this bad news where, you know, where you've had to downgrade even, you know, the growth from, you know, 1.2, I think, or 1.3 to 0.7 means that there are going to be less jobs, that more people are going to lose their jobs. 
We are sitting on a social time bomb in this country. I don't know. This bomb has to explode at some point. You know, are we moving towards some sort of social economic revolution in this country as people become more and more desperate, you know, for for jobs that are, are simply just not there? And coupled to this, then you've got situations in the Western Cape where it's not only about employment, but also there's no water. Uh, you know, th- th- this is a very serious situation. And then uh, Jesuit Institute, what's going on there? I see that you uh, were so shocked you just moved on to the next topic. Kanye, <laughs> 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 um, the, the, the interesting thing for us at the moment, the big thing is to try and to get young people to send us a video, a short clip on their mobile device, uh, you know, or if they don't have a smartphone, uh, maybe to borrow one from their parents, but to send us a clip of a 30 or 40 second, not more than a minute video, mm-hmm. where they answer the questions, uh, you know, what do you want from the Catholic Church? What do you feel about the Catholic Church? Uh, what do you want Pope Francis to do? How do you as a youth feel? Any one of those questions, uh, so that we can put together a little sort of documentary video of what young people out there are saying. Now, I know that the Vatican has got a, a, a site yes. uh, where they're asking young people to fill in a, uh, a, um, a, um, a questionnaire in preparation for the Synod on the Youth next year. But what I'm interested in is uh, trying to use the technology that young people are using. I, I just wonder sometimes how many young people are actually going to sit and fill in that questionnaire. So giving them an opportunity to, to make a video, to tell Pope Francis, uh, to tell the bishops uh, uh, what you are thinking. You know, what role does your Catholic faith, for example, play in your life? Or what do you think the church needs to be doing for young people? Or what do you want to tell the bishops and the Pope? What do you, what do you want the church to do for you? And to send us that video clip, and then uh, we will uh, eventually, in hopefully in the next couple of months, we've received about three or four already of these clips, put them together in a little documentary about what young people in South Africa are thinking, yeah. and we'll, we'll make sure that this video gets to uh, the the people who are responsible for the synod, and if we can, even that this video gets to uh, Pope Francis himself. So those videos, you can make them, young people, between the ages of 15 and 27. If, if there's parents listening, you can encourage your youngsters to, to make those videos, and you can simply just email them to the Jesuit Institute. Uh, that would be to email them to f.tucson.com. T-U-S-O-N at jesuitinstitute.org.za or WhatsApp your video to us on the number 076-993-9115. 076-993-9115. So there you are, young people. And uh, you're saying, uh, when you say young people this time, you mean ages uh, 15 to 27. Yeah, the, 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 the Synod is kind of looking at people from the ages of about 16, 17 to, to 30, I think. Uh, so we're saying, you know, yeah, in South Africa, probably most of the people that are involved that we're interested to hear from are from the ages of 15 to 27. And kind of, we don't just want to hear from people who are actively involved in the church. You know, if you have a friend who you know has left the church, yes. has decided not to come anymore, maybe a student, a fellow student, or you know, maybe someone who's part of your parish, uh, you know, uh, we, we, we want to know from them, why did you decide to move? Make a video. Tell us, even if you don't go to church anymore, if you've left the church, 
approach your friends. You know, if you have children who have decided no longer to, to go to, to Mass on a Sunday, ask your children to send us a video. We're interested in hearing. Pope Francis really wants to hear from everybody. He wants to really know what people are thinking about this. So, you know, this is open to people who are going to church, and very importantly, people have decided not to go, and we'd like to know the reason why you've decided not to go anymore. Well, that's uh, really good news. So, uh, in case anybody missed this, you can go onto the website, jesuitinstitute.org.za. And that's a director of uh, the Jesuit Institute, Father Russell Pollitt, for our Catholic comment for today. Father Russell, thank you very much. We speak again next Thursday. Thank you, Kanye. Have a good day. God bless.